When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, out of Long Island, New York, out of Ron Conkham. At the borders, our super producer, Matty Ice. Matty, how are you, bud? I'm doing super good. I'm excited for the weekend. You're excited for what, the snow? We're supposed to get a freaking blizzard. What's what's there to be excited about? You're going to have to even shovel, Matty. Besides that... Besides the blizzard that I'm going to have to shovel. Well, I'm excited to uh, have a nice snowing day, you know, relax. Matt, as, as you're getting a little bit older now, but you, you know, you know, you got a long way to go, brother. But as you're getting a little bit older now, how do you feel about snow compared to when you were like, I don't know, like let's say 10? Oh. You're starting to like it less. Oh, I, yeah. Good. For the most part, like, okay, you're normal. Time, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's you know, brutal. I'll like it for like two hours and the snow's nice and white and the rest of the time. Yeah, that's fair. It's pretty to look at, but the second you got to turn the ignition key, it's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. yeah, okay, just checking. How do you feel about snow, Mike? Do you still like it? Did I, you ever like it? 
Uh, I did at one point, but okay. I got to tell you, I'm tired of snow. I'm tired of New York. I'm tired of the cold weather. You can't be tired of New York. We're lucky enough to live in New York. You oh, say it Fantastic. Well, no, I say if you're lucky enough. Well, I guess you're you right. Go. I do say if you're lucky and enough. And we are lucky to live in New York. And by the way, uh, Chris Lee I is think. posted, just so you know, is oh. posted upcoming show this Sunday. Hey, Wisteria right. Hall is slated to play yeah. Rap is Crap yeah. with Barry Windham well, still, on it, the own indie music it's, stage. It's the Wisteria Hall Rednecks. This is going to be great. I'm psyched. Maria Davis says it's snowing here. Donna Barber, hey guys, welcome. Hey, how are you? Davio, what up, man? Good to what see you. Happening. Chris Lee, I mentioned before, he is in the house and uh, one of our main guys, Hello, ESO, Mike. in the house. ESO, how are you? ESO is now created Tuesday with Tony Atlas. Uh, ESO man. Shirts good and stuff. Uh, sweaters and never uh, ending. We're ready to go. Stuff. Loose Cannon in the house. How are you, buddy? We're excited for What's our guest today. should be exciting. Rick Howard, how are you? What's happening? He's getting 8 to 12 inches of snow this Oy. weekend in Maine. Oh, I, I was hearing it was like 24 inches in Boston. Really? Do you think the big fat whale runs don't around you with realize no how, slippers but in Don't you snow? realize how awesome? Yeah, he probably does. But you know what's even more exciting for the big fat whale in Boston is the snow's going to melt. Then he gets to swim in it. Because there's going to be lots of water all over the... He's going to be in like the and biggest puddles on, on the main streets, the big puddles. You'll see the Boston Whale doing the backstroke. He likes he likes heavy snowfalls. They melt eventually. Why do you pick on the Boston Whale? Anyway, I, I fan, everybody out there, we're going to have a great show today. Uh, yeah. We have author uh, yeah. L.A. Taylor in yes. the house. Yes, sir. And along with her good friend and our good friend, yes, Andrew Anderson, is also joining us. Yes, sir. We're going to get to discuss her book. But before we get into it, Jimmy. Okay. Um, the View host slams irresponsible Sarah Palin for eating out while COVID positive. Wow. Basically giving the finger to New Yorkers. <laughs> The host of The View were pretty annoyed with Sarah Palin. You remember Sarah Palin? Sure. Good-looking absolutely, lady. Absolutely. Our younger lady. The I remember Sarah age. Palin. Sure. On Thursday, it was re revealed that the former governor of Alaska went out to eat while knowingly knowing Ooh. she was COVID positive. That's rough. Palin was first started dining indoors in a Manhattan restaurant over the weekend despite being unvaccinated, according to the moderator. Ms. Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. She's privileged and is an arrogant, entitled person, so she thinks she could do whatever she wants. Right. Joy Behar said, adding that, that the politician is dying for relevancy. Wow. Palin then returned to the restaurant on Wednesday to apologize and was allowed to dine outdoors. This left the panel of The View baffled and, and destroyed. What are your thoughts on that, buddy? What are my thoughts? Oh, boy, you're really unleashing me here. She's a privileged and an arrogant, entitled person, says Joe Behar. From what? From her penthouse apartment view? Stinger's in the house. Wait what's a up? minute. Wait, what's up, Stinger? Wait wait a second here. She's calling somebody else an arrogant and entitled person. Yes. Have you seen the people on the view? Yes, I have. Have you seen them? Yes. I mean, we, would, we wouldn't be able to get over their castle mansion wall and we'd be beaten up by the security guards. But, but they're not arrogant and entitled. No, no, no entitlement going on here with The View. No, of course not. Rick Howard says... That's what The View sounds like. Rick Howard says, Rick Howard says, Rick Howard says uh, Palin's a smoke show. Smoke show means hot, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, right? How can you Rick, can that? you clarify that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Jason moaning in the house. So look, dude, I got to tell you, I'm surprised that The just, View is really taking the stance because what? they are... Really left, like they're so yeah, far oh, yeah, in the left. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I, I would be like Goldberg. They were so. left out, but that's okay. Go ahead. You know, 
What do you think Ted Danson was thinking opinions. when he was dating Whoopi Goldberg? What was that wait dude a, thinking? Wait a minute. You know the Pharaoh doesn't pay attention to this shit. You did, did not you know say? Ted Danson wait, wait, dated Whoopi is Goldberg? Is that the same? Da, 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 da. Yeah. That's the same guy? And he dated Whoopi. Wait a minute. Da, 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 da. That's Golden Girls, isn't it? No, that's where you want to go wherever yeah, you okay, yeah, right, That's sorry. not the Golden Girls. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, well, I don't know. That's a strange couple. What, what, how did that even get started? How uh, long did it last? Not long, because Whoopi... Uh, what Ted happened? decided to do blackface at some kind of roast, and oh, people got offended. Whoops. So that kind of ruined their relationship. Holy Al Jolson, Batman. Yeah, you can't do that stuff, man. Yeah, no, no. Apparently Al couldn't, and he did it anyway. And if you didn't know it, that is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Oh, oh, Jimmy. Hi. Hi. Along with his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band with Stereo Hall. With, with who? Bart Griggs. Bartman! Thank you. Oh, this is becoming a regular thing now. Well, you, you see what you it. no, I didn't start it. Your producer started. Did he really? But you well, actually. That's started. true. You made sure that it continued. Thank you, Matt. And we're excited to have the great band Wisteria Hall. Will be who will be singing. I'll say it again with Barry Windham. But it's not exactly Wisteria Hall. It's the Wisteria Hall Rednecks. Yes, that's the difference. Oh, it's time. gonna be fun. It's gonna be insane. I hope Doink joins in. You think Doink will join in too? He's a pretty cool guy. I can see fun. Yeah, I can see Doink Windham. You yeah. and Bart. Yeah. It'd be fun. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs. It's in my dreams. This life, not far behind. Here comes the rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Hit like and subscribe. Listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page. That's true. And if you're Lucky enough Thank to, you. to live in New York. Thank you. Catch us on Channel 15 every Tuesday where you'll be seeing our guests tonight in the compressed version mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. head-to-head with Saturday Night Live. There you go. And on Channel 20 at Tuesdays at 1 a.m., we want to thank the 80,000 or so people that are watching our show yeah. weekly on cable television. Yeah. We want to also thank Amazon Music, as, who has joined on with Monty and Nefaro, so we feel blessed and humbled. And uh, again, the snow is coming for many of us, but it is nice for Saturday because it is Royal Rumble Saturday. This is true. Which I mean, is always a big deal if you are wrestling. Yeah. Unless you lose power, which would like totally <laughs> you suck. imagine? And the winner of the Royal Rumble! That's it. Just cuts right out. You're done. Then you got to go on your phone. Dude, before we go to commercial break, I just got to tell you one thing. Rick Howard said Long Island's number one. Yeah, Rick, it's okay. I'm a little tired of it. Yeah. Outback Jack, he'll be in the house on May 5th. Uh, March 5th, sorry. Um, I watched, you know, Maddie. I don't know if you get HBO or HBO Max. I do. Did you watch M- M- Mayor of Eastbound? What? No. What is that? Oh, my God. What is Mayor of It's Eastbound? a seven-part series. Seven-part. HBO. Okay. It is incredible. Incredible. What's it, what is it? I don't even know what it is. It's about a police officer in this town that's a little bit corrupt. A um, little bit. It's with the girl from the Titanic. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Maria Davis, Thursday night's number one broadcast. Thank you, Maria. Thank We're you, hoping thank to you. be the world's number one broadcast shortly so we could beat that. Hello, my name is Hannibal. Watch my podcast. Watch my podcast. Hey, can I, I get this in real, real fast? I know we got to get to a break and then get on with the, the good stuff. I just want to really. By the way, me. just real quick, I don't want yeah, to. I just it. thought of something. Oh sure. Did you, did you catch on Hannibal's channel? And people should tune into it as uh, Blaze eats a beaver tail. 
<laughs> Those are the videos he's putting on. Blaze eating a beaver. Eat that beaver tail. Does she? Does she? And I'll some, eat your beaver. Does she throw some seasoning at least on it to mix up the video, make it interesting? Or? Your beaver tastes better than mine. I am Hannibal. Watch, watch my podcast. Watch my beaver. Watch my beaver. I, wa- I wanted to- this week on Hannibal. Blaze <laughs> eats a beaver tail. That's great. What two views? <laughs> Hers and his. That's all. Well, you know, they had that's, like a lot of views. That's, that's pretty rough. People like man. to watch Blaze eat that beaver. Is, that is really rough. <laughs> that's <laughs> nothing better than a Blaze eating a beaver. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Oh man! All right, go ahead. What that's you rough, dude. I hate to get serious just for a second, but I would like to. Uh, Pay my respects to the, uh, very recently we lost, here on the island, we lost the legend, uh, the late Clark Gillies, who was part yes. of the Islander dynasty. And quite honestly, you know, being a Ranger fan my whole life, and I know you're a Ranger fan too, um, it's very, very complicated with my history with the Islanders, so I won't bore everybody with the details, but basically... Yeah, please don't. No. Yeah, thank you. No, no problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare you all. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the thing about Clark Gillies was, is all those years ago when the Islanders were winning cup after cup when we were going to school... I always wished that if I could take one Islander off that team and put him on mine, it was Clark Gillies. The guy was class the whole way, a Hall of Famer, and a great, great, great two-way player, and an absolute legend. So rest in peace, Clark Gillies, from uh, this one, Ranger and friend. And one thing I thought you were going to say, do you know this is the anniversary of the Where passing of Andre the Giant? Oh, that's uh, really... How, how, well, old, how old would Andre been at this point? He's got to be like 70-something. Yeah, he must have been heading towards 80, I would think. Because he died he will go to Peanut? Anybody got up anyway, nuts. we'll be right back in this commercial break where we're going to have uh, author L.A. Taylor in the house, and then uh, we'll bring in Andrew Anderson. I'm very excited for this interview. Good stuff, folks. Stay tuned. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine... New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, out of Ron Conkerman, New York, where we're welcoming... Author, Ellie Taylor, how are you, my friend? Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Very excited to have you. Um, so tell me, how's everything going out there in your life right now with what's going on in the world with COVID and everything that's happening? How are you holding up? Oh, fine. You know? Yeah. It's the same here as it is there. Do you miss? Did you did you live up here at one point or another? I went to school in New York City. Did you? FIT. Really? I'm oh, an look, FIT graduate. Yeah. Look yeah. at you. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that. How did how did you end up going to FIT? That's a big time school. Holy cow! Fashion design, pattern making, 
in the in the eighties. I don't want to. I don't want to give my age, but yeah, in the eighties, I was FIT student. Was that your passion? Was that was that your passion designing clothes? It was things like at that? the time. It was at the time, and then I outgrew that, and then I evolved into. I had my own businesses sewing. I was a, that was my trade, a seamstress, and then from there I went into. I transitioned into. I, I moved to Tampa, so I was into weightlifting, bodybuilding, going to wrestling school. That's how I learned. So how does it turn out from being, you know, into fashion design and then deciding, hey, I want to become this bodybuilder <laughs> and a pro wrestler? Like, how does that even happen? <laughs> Mutation. I don't know. <laughs> were, were you always athletic as a kid? I mean, growing up. I yeah. Mean, so when, yeah. when you hit the weightlifting, was that just a natural transition? I would assume. No? It was. It was. Right. It was awesome. I mean, it was. I, I just bloomed, too. I mean. It's a great thing for women to get involved in self-esteem-wise, physique-wise. Here I am, 60 years old, still doing it 30 years, never a day off. 30 years, half of my life I've been lifting weights. So owned a gym, actually. Kevin and I owned a gym together in the Florida Keys, Froggy's Fitness. We did that for a decade, and yeah. Did you ever have to? Just, did you ever have to put a guy in his place? Like, you know, at some point you you you, you must have had to turn to someone. What do like, you think? You know what? Shut the fuck up! Give him a smack. If you give him a smack across the room. No, I like the superset. Okay, what the fuck are you doing with my weights? Leave my fucking 45s on that fucking Smith machine, motherfucker. Well, considering I probably weighed as much as one of your barbells, uh, That's you know. That's where New York comes in. Hey, there you go. Hey, you know what? It's there funny. It's funny you talk about. It. I was telling my She's wife the other. Awesome. Day right, so I'm at the gym, and <laughs> and some kid comes up to me. Okay, and tell me, Ellie, tell me if I'm wrong here because here I we thought go. we were past these days. Some kid comes up to me, goes, "How many more sets you got?" Oh, I just like go. stared at him. Here Does anyone go. do that anymore? Does anyone not realize like that was passe years ago? You don't ask how long someone's going to be on a machine, or am I out of line? So yeah, that would get your head knocked off nice. in my day. So I have a gym in my house now, and I kind of. COVID, it, it was before COVID. I just, I was burnt out with babysitting adults owning a gym. So I, yeah, I work out at home. But I remember guys mostly, they would say, they would try to push me off the weights. And that's where my attitude came from. And that attitude moved me forward to where I am now. And I am not passive at all. <laughs> well, let, let me, let, well, let me ask you that. Did you... Was, did you have a self-esteem issue, and that's why you started lifting weights? Or Probably. Was it... I think most women do when they're young. Thir- they don't outgrow it. 30 years old. I started lifting about 32, and yeah, it really it blooms. You're you that you're, yeah you you feel good about yourself. You're, do you ever... you empower and liberate yourself. Do you ever wish, do you ever wish that you started younger? Because I'm surprised. 32 is like you know usually like my. Well, viewer. I had kids. I was a mom. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you had enough weightlifting to do already. Okay, all right. <laughs> I can it. see that. There you go. Does Kevin ever come into your gym and say, "How many more sets do you have?" Like you stand smack there him around. With his arms folded, like yo. No, no he'd say no. You gentleman. know what he would do He's to me? Gentleman. Oh, you could do the 85 pound dumbbells. Go ahead. You there can you do go. it. Come on, push it. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
snap. <laughs> Shall he yeah. throw an extra weight on when you're in the middle of a rep? Wow. <laughs> no, right. come on. You could do the 80s. You could do there the 85. Go. go, Kev. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you you become this uh, fashion, I'm not going to call you a mogul, but we, yeah, why not? Fashion mogul. Okay. Then becomes like a, wrestle, a, a weightlifter. Right. What makes you go into professional wrestling, and how do you get your start in professional wrestling? Well, I did. I, I didn't. I wasn't in professional wrestling. I went to wrestling school. I was. I be. I actually went to wrestling school with Glenn Jacobs. Okay. We, we went to Larry Malenko school, and Dean Dean Malenko was the teacher of that school at the time. I became really good friends with Larry and Glenn. And there were. I, I couldn't wrestle Glenn. I was the only girl in the school. I wrestled. Uh, Prince Ikea, is that his name? Sure. Yeah, he was the only one. And Dean, too. They would get in the ring and teach me some moves. I didn't like being in the ring. I liked doing it as a sport. I didn't like being the entertainer part of it. That was not my thing. But uh, I did. that was coinciding with bodybuilding. It was just I was doing sport. I was getting in shape. And once I started getting in shape, it was full throttle. I just wanted to get in shape. Was so. it was it easy for you to get into that school? I'm just curious. Or was that like you got a no? Because it is a Malenko, after all. You're try, you're talking about 1990 in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, it was easy. Okay, okay. Because now nowadays it was before the whole Eva thing too. Well, yeah. I mean, they were. Yeah, it was easy. Okay, of course. Because <laughs> yeah, nowadays anybody can train you. you I, the doc, the dentist down the road's training half these guys. I mean, wrestling. It seems like anybody can get a trainer and just, hey, I'm a wrestler. Any any thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> I'm not an expert. Okay, that's fair. The book that I wrote, I became an expert at the historical part of it, and. I didn't know anything about wrestling. I wasn't a mark. I wasn't a fan. I was a wife. I was a wife more than in the four decades. I've been in the 90s, 2000, 2010, 2020. So it's not 40 years, but it is four decades. And I learned a lot. He's a great storyteller. He's a, he's a treasure trove of information. And I knew that a book needed to be written because historically you go back and you guys when you talk about you talk about the past how great it was and that's what i wrote a book about how great it was and how it evolved and i'm writing a series this is the first book that came out the other two it's called the roman eclat and it's a story key and so there is a key to this whole story it's just not a story there is a key and there is there's a there's a meaning behind the whole thing and i got to thank kevin for he installed, he started the project and fire under, under my ass and I'm, I'm booked. I mean, it's, it's a great story. Did it come easy writing this book? Were there struggles at times? Did you, did you say to yourself, what am I, what have I gotten myself into or, or did it come naturally? I think bodybuilding helped out because once I put my ass in the seat, I sat there for five fucking years, eight <laughs> hours a day, and I did it every fucking day. Okay. Okay. Had, okay. At three o'clock, I listened to Frank Sinatra, had my drink, and the fucking wheels kept on spinning, and that was my day every day for five fucking years. Were you were you approachable, or did you turn into Jack uh, Nicholson from the uh, the, the Shining? <laughs> You know, Shining. like, you know, you're, you're, you're disturbing I me. I didn't leave the house. <laughs> okay. Leave the house. Okay. 
The wicker seat, it still scarred my ass. <laughs> and how long did it take you to write the book, the total amount of time? It took me four years, actually, nice, yeah. Nice, Four yeah. years. Beautiful. How many four books, years. How many books do you have under your belt right now? This is my first one. This nice. is the first one. <laughs> nice. That's nice. great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to bring in friend of the show and your friend, Andrew Anderson. And uh, I was hoping to get your book before the show because I really want to read it. But it's good. It, you know, it kind of works out because it's going to snow. So I'll be sitting in my yeah. living room and I'm yeah. going to read the whole book in one sitting. And then watch the rumble. But I, I, you know, I want. And what? And then watch the rumble. If I have power. Have the, oh, that's um, true. Yeah. But and then we want to talk about the book and the premise of the book. So and we want to tell people where to get it. So after this commercial break, we'll be back with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the book. We shall return Great. In, a, in a minute. Hey, folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. B-E-N-B-U-I-E-34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Tell him Wolfie sent you. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak ribs or pork chops why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference change that scrambled egg with a little bit of johnny fabulous's john cena senior's million dollar jalapeno hot sauce great on burgers steaks chops and those barbecued ribs All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast where we've got our special guest, yeah. author L.A. Taylor, and star of the wrestler. Yeah. And yeah. pro wrestling superstar who yeah. we love, Andrew Anderson, and yeah. a hell of a singer. There he is. Andrew, how are you, buddy? L.A., we're Hi. back. How you doing? Good, good, man. It's good to see you. I haven't seen your face in a long time, my friend. Don't you miss it? Well, real, I got a real quick question for both of you. Um... <laughs> Do you guys enjoy eating beaver sandwiches? What? Beaver tail sandwiches? <laughs> oh, beaver tail. Oh. What? You mean beaver tail, yeah. <laughs> just just no. for the record, I, I haven't been to Canada in six years. And I'm not I'm not back anytime soon, as far as I know. Um, you know, Kevin and I, were, we, we recently found out that we're being advertised going to Canada to wrestle. But we're not. We're actually going to be... What? April 24th, we are going to be at Wrestle Daytona, the 23rd and the 24th of April. Um, Linda, you know that. I gave you that date already. So Linda calls me up every month. Where are you guys going to be at next month? Where are you guys going to be at? <laughs> so just, just, Linda, just in case, just in case fans are missing him. <laughs> there you go. There, there, there you go. There he is. So at the great north at the great north wrestling event, with every ticket sold, get a free beaver tail sandwich signed by <laughs> Hannibal. With lotion in the basket. <laughs> All right, enough messing around. Yeah. So 
L.A. wrote this wonderful book, which I'm excited to read. Andrew, I know you read it. Can you give me a quick synopsis to the fans, what the book's about and why they should get it? Well, way back in in the in the early 1920s, 1930s, um, pro wrestling was located in all port cities across the world, and um, it was basically mob mob run. Pro wrestling was mob run, just like it was regulated like it was regulated by sports athletic commissions, as was boxing. But the mob pretty much had control of it. Now, the stories in 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 old school. If if you realize, if you really are a wrestling historian, or if you know the stories about the territories and uh, and the characters from Paul Bowser to to Paul Bosch to Vince McMahon Sr. to um, to Eddie Graham all the way down to 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 Sam Munchnik, um, uh, Vern Gagne, the names have been changed, not necessarily to protect the the the, the reputations or the people involved, but just so you know. We can make it a little bit more more interesting. Some of the stuff was was you know Linda Linda can describe where she got more of the characters from. It's all from the fertile fertile mind and imagination of Kevin Sullivan. Uh, um, but Kevin is a wrestling historian, and we just wanted to make sure that that wrestling history was preserved. But this is a this is more we're we're, we're opting more for a, uh, to get this put out as a screenplay for a Netflix series or a Hulu series, or uh, even an HBO original series. I mean, because it's something that we've been, we've been, well, Linda's been writing it for five years, and I've been trying to get her to put it out for the past three. And then a year ago, she finally got a publisher and got it put together, and, you know, we sort of got it out there. And uh, it's just something that, that we really, really have been trying. Um, Linda's, obviously, Kevin was the brains behind all the stories, and, um the twists, the angles, and, and the history involved. Linda was the glue that gelled it all together and uh, put it in, in into words and that flow so beautifully out of that book. Because, I mean, once you read the book, you get hooked. You can't stop at just chapter one. You just go through. So you got to binge read the book because it all comes together. And, and as you start reading that book, you will real, realize who is who in, in, his, in pro wrestling history, what characters, who the Sheik is, or the original Sheik, not the Iron Sheik. The original Sheik and, and Detroit and everything. It's all just put together so well and, and it flows and there's a lot more history as as wrestling evolves um, or as I say, wrestling devolves. Um, mm-hmm. It becomes a fertile ground for further books. I mean, over the years, this is just one era. This is just one era. And Kevin's lived through, you know, almost six decades of wrestling. Seven, so Seven actually. You, it's going into well, yeah. wrestling. So, so now all that experience and all that, all that, that knowledge and all the stories and everything that happened, the politics, the politics, all the way down to the literal political characters, figures, and um, CD mob-like characters to promoters, and because we all know promoters are, are 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 for the most part, you know, cut from the same cloth. They're out to make money. And it's uh, the mob always has a habit of getting their hands in stuff in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, the 20s. I mean, you know, it was just it was the way things were. Um, people people kind of knew that wrestling was. Um, what they said it was fixed back then, but like Bill Apter said, for something to be fixed, it had to be broken. Um, wrestling was always on the cusp of suspension of belief. So, but the mob utilized that and they took advantage of people and they. People would actually bet on pro wrestling back then, and 
you know, um, Linda, you could elaborate more on everything else on, on, on basically how it was, it was all put together and how it gelled. Yeah. LA, can you elaborate? Well, I mean, more? Kevin, Kevin is, was, is still prevalent, prevalent in the wrestling business, which brings him into seven decades. Mm-hmm. It's pretty remarkable. And I got that. That was a treasure trove of information for me. And as he started, and as I started to uh, question him and interrogate him, the motion picture just went crazy in my head. I started putting on paper, and it is a great story. I did not make up the story. I did elaborate it. I did fictionalize it, but it is a fucking great story. And it is about the the history. Which needs to be preserved because this business, you got to remember, it chewed guy up and spit him out. And, yeah, and, and that was the whole reason for me to write this book. What the business Linda, does the book, to the It flows like a screenplay. It was written originally as a screenplay. First of all, I wrote it in a male voice because that book needed to be written in a male voice. So we're not women in the business. They considered them cunts. They called them cunts. I've got... Um, newspaper articles and personal letters from the Santos families. I've got files of these newspaper articles from the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And I mean, that's that was my research. Just look at how they applied it to the newspaper. Those sports writers spun that shit remarkably. And so, yeah, it, it's just that, that world was different than it is now, and it needs to be preserved. And people need to remember. And there's people... They make, they make a living off talking about that. That's time passed, and it was a great era. It was a great era. How, how did you and Kevin meet, Lynn, if I can ask? Oh, where do you think? In a gym. He said I leaped over like a gazelle. Spot me, huh? You're out the way doing a skull crusher. Did I leap over? Whatever. <laughs> Harry Smith's we met. Harry Smith's in Tampa. Okay. Yep. Did you know who he was? Did you know who he was? I knew he was a wrestler with that bleached out, washed out look. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh my God. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, boy, this guy's, this guy's weathered the road. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Well, you know. <laughs> He's the devil. What can I say? That's why I'm not Man, saying anything. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not messing with the devil. <laughs> so I, 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 I got I to gotta ask you. So we've gotten to know Kevin. Kevin's and awesome. Through Andrew and yeah, everything great else. Man. Really great guy. He's awesome. But, like, what's, like, a night hanging out with Kevin Sullivan? Is it? Does he, like, just talk about wrestling 24-7? And you're like, just he shut, shut up. Well, that's where. <laughs> no, well, no, because I'm his wife. But I, okay. but he, he can't hear, and he's on the speakerphone. So yes, I hear it twenty four seven. I mean, do you turn the corner? And the... Everybody he's talking to all day long since he got a cell phone. It doesn't get crazy though. You don't like turn the corner, go in the kitchen. He's got the makeup on. I mean, there's nothing like that though. Right? <laughs> oh, I just want to make sure. He's not, because... Chris, he's not the scary clown. He's but he's the, devil. the he's the devil. No, I figured he'd have something on his face, Are like you, you know. Oh my God! I'd be afraid. By the way, LA, I, LA, I have to ask you this question. Donna Barber's asking: Do you assist people with their autobiographies? And if so, mm-hmm. can you help Hannibal write his autobiography? Shut <laughs> <laughs> up! No, no. Because I have a beaver doesn't mean I'm going for the beaver. <laughs> Besides, the li- you'll get you'll get his line of notes in crayon. <laughs> Never mind. All right, very. Never so, mind. Back to the book. 
Are you sure? We heard we heard <laughs> Andrew as a a fan. Yes. On why a wrestling fan or even maybe a mob fan would like this sure. type of book. Sure. L.A. Can you explain to the fans why this is a must read if you're a wrestling or a mob? Well, first fan? of all. Every good story starts with a mob character. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're on set right. So, and as I started to do the research and I started to look into it and I started to listen to my husband, he, and then I looked at the, the, the antitrust lawsuit in the 50s. It was elementary that it was mob. And like Andrew says, 30s, 40s, 50s, sport towns. I did create a story. It's fictionalized. I've got Lucky Luciano in there. Where my character meets Lucky, and, and it spins off into something later. But the timeline was just perfect, and that's why I, I did that. But it was, uh, yeah, it, was, it was with the advent of television, too, and there were only two things that were, that were cheap to produce on television when, in the 40s when TV came out, and it was boxing and wrestling. Wrestling was still considered a sport back then. So those two things incited me to write this book. And and also, when you look back at like people like the Tiger Man, the guy who shaved his teeth and he bit his opponents and he mauled them in the ring, I mean, how rich is that? Does it get any better than that? You're talking about 1920. Mm. These are guys that were... You know, they came off of war, they couldn't get a job, and they became ref- wrestlers, strong men. Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. Strong men versus <laughs> raw characters, you know what I'm saying? When the, <laughs> when Mighty Joe come across the, uh, the the ravine over there with the rope. Mighty Joe Young. Remember that? Oh, yeah, of course. Those guys from that those were all wrestlers from that yeah, era that That's that, true. Uh, that is true. Uh, um Primo Carnera, um all those yeah. characters, those guys, right? Linda? And he was a boxer, and he actually yep. gave up the glove to drop kick. And he's actually in, in the first chapter of the book where the guys are sitting around the table forming the territories. And like like I said, the timeline, it, with the information Kevin gave me, and then I started to fictionalize it, and all this historical shit just landed and fell perfectly into does, the whole timeline. And, does, and that motion picture went in my head, and it was like... Yeah, and, and you asked me before, did I did I, I I wrote it in a male voice, but I also did write it for TV because it is the Sopranos meets professional wrestling. Mm, without that, sounds, that. Oh, that sounds good. It that sounds very good. That sounds really good. Yeah. Did a did a gorgeous George character by any chance come into this this anywhere? Because to me, he's so he true. was pre he was pre nineteen forty seven. Okay. But we got that we got that cheeky guy. Okay, <laughs> that okay. likes to potter his nose. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> We got, I mean, and they're all amalgamated characters. It is fictionalized. They're amalgamated. They are a string and a fiber of every every little person or every little story. And I, I did recreate these characters. So, yeah. And Andrew, you've it's, been you Andrew, you've been on Gotham. I mean, how hard is it? You know, obviously, this sounds awesome, and you want to get it to Netflix or or somebody like that. Uh, how hard is it to to get it to the ears and eyes of of a big time producer well, like it at Netflix? Now we, we, we're, we're shopping it around to various producers, actually to a screenwriter who wants okay. to try to adapt it. Even though Linda wrote it as a screenplay, they're going to change it anyway. Okay. So what we're doing is we're shopping it around. 
Uh, we're actually, we have an agency that we're going to be working with and we're going to shop it to Netflix and a couple other places and Excellent. see what happens, man. Our home shopping network wants to produce it and put it out there. It'll be something new. And, you know, I mean, look, the, the, this was from, a, from an era when the only three things you had on TV was horse racing, boxing, and pro wrestling. The rest were all game shows. Okay. Right, right. So now we're going to, we're going to explore that, 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 you know, I mean, you have all these shows now. You got stuff on the 1950s. You got stuff. You go back in time now to the Sopranos in the 60s and the 70s. They're going back and showing that. Mm -hmm. Why don't we show how wrestling evolved into yeah. what it is today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This shows yeah. how it began, how carny it was. And yet the carny portion of it was enhanced by the sleaziness and the seediness of these mobsters, which were like Lucky Luciana, which were like um, um, Al Capone and, uh, and other people. You know what I mean? Um, and then the, you have the rich history, like the Tootsman, the Vince McMahon Sr., um, uh, Paul Bowser, Paul Bosch, uh, Phil Sam Munchnik, um, um, the, the whole California territories, uh, the, the LaBelles and everything. I mean, it's, they're all from port cities. That's the one thing that, that Kevin always stresses and Linda always stressed to me, that if you notice, all the mob stuff was always in port cities in Chicago. You know, I mean, it was always like, like that was the way it was, Detroit with uh, the Sheik. So you always had that one common thread, and uh, that's what puts it all together. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it but, out there. We're, we're, me and Linda made a vow to each other that we're going to see this produced in our lifetime. Right, Linda? There you go. Yeah. We're partners. He's my man. He's my guy. Andrew's my guy. So, L.A., here's my LA, here's an interesting question, right? I'm not the best writer in the world. So when you write this book, then you have a proofreader. How tough was it to, for the proofreader to correct uh, any kind of grammar oh. or spelling errors? No, well, the computer does that. And I am was pretty good at, at uh, English. And what I had to do is point of view and head hopping. I, was, I did a lot of head hopping. So I, I wrote the book and I rewrote it. I probably rewrote it. 20 times I had two different editors one was a creative editor and then one was a uh, copy editor and so and, and still she caught head so head hopping is when you have a chapter and it's one person's point of view only that person can breathe that chapter and sometimes I would have I would sneak in oh well, he thought no nobody else can think in that other person's point of view so I learned a lot writing is Another note: We actually, me and Linda, managed to uh, to sort of slip the book to uh, director Michael Bay in uh, in uh, California to make. Actually, he's in California. I think he also has offices in Florida. I think, but uh, we managed to get slip it to him through uh, a friend of ours, Craig Massey, and who's mm -hmm. who's working on a, a movie, video game slash movie uh, series with Michael Bay, and uh, so we we have that little ace in our, in the hole over there that we're trying to really get it through, you know. So. By the way, Jeff Rumplick mm -hmm. says out there, here's an interesting idea for a series. Each show is a mini bio of a different wrestler. That'd be pretty oh, that cool. Would that um, could be a spinoff. That could. Well, back to the book. I want the fans to know where they can find this book, where they can order it. Uh, L.A., can you share with that where we can get it's this book? It's a number of sites, but I have a website and a publicist that manages my Instagram and my website. And if you go to ringsquared.wordpress.com, dot com it has uh it has the information in a gallery of photos everybody holding the book up. Excellent. Well, they could just Google, look it up on Amazon. 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 Oh, you can 
Yeah, you can Google Ring Squared Old School and it'll come up on Amazon. Yeah, so, I know a lot of people on Amazon, so. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, L.A., you make this baby, right? It's your baby. It's just this five-year, right? Your hard work, <laughs> hard work. Yeah, but four years worth of labor? Ow! That is a long time. That's a, that's a big baby. That's a, that's Go on. A bigger Go on. Than, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah, um, well, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm out there. Next. How tough it is? How tough is it to put that out there in fear that someone puts the book down? Are you? Does it take a real? Yeah. Do you have to have really tough skin to be in that type of business? Nah, I'm not worried about that. It is a great story, and every time I read it, you know, and I'm working on the second. I got eighty thousand words for the second story. It's called the Luca Punch. I mean, I got three stories sketched out. Three, three, uh, not series. So, no, I'm not worried about it because, no, that's part of the wrestling business. Like it or you can dislike it. But you know what? This shit's good. Well, you've, you've, already, <laughs> you've already made a fan out there. Vincente Guerrero says he loves your accent. Oh. <laughs> I'm Connecticut. That's Connecticut. Is that an How accent? How exotic. <laughs> Is that an accent? Guys, say, baby. Good to have one of the characters. He loves my accent. Hey, you know what my uncle fucking Junior said? You know, you better come buy the fucking book right now. If you're not, I'm going to call out Bada Bing Bada Boom to come and fuck you up. <laughs> hey, hey, T. It's T. Hey, Kevin. Well, thank Kevin. you. I was going to say Kevin. Like Andrew, thank An you. Andrew. Yeah. We've yes. known each other a long time. We've known each other a pretty long time now. One thing that always interests me about you is where did your love of comic books and science fiction come from? Shit. Oh. It came from that's, that's what um when i was a kid i remember my father my father took me to uh to a candy store and i just remember seeing the first comic book i ever remember seeing was uh um i think the 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 superboy and the legion of superheroes and i looked at all these colorful characters and stuff like that and i i couldn't i don't think i could read even read at the time but i was mesmerized by it and then i remember seeing um I used to, you know, the way the thing looked like a, I used to think the thing was a giant cheese doodle of fantastic. <laughs> Very funny. Was a, thing, I don't, and, and, <laughs> a cheese doodle. Okay. And these view masters, comic scenes on it. I would watch these view masters until I realized then there was reruns of Batman with Adam West. And oh. then it was like, the, just a Superman. And I would see all this stuff and then comics. And then I, I, and totally fell in love with Captain America, which, by the way, Captain America brings me to Chris Evans, and Chris Evans is the love of Nicole's, uh, 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 Linda's daughter, Nicole's life. He, she's a very big Chris Evans, and today happens to be Nicole's birthday. And uh. I want my Arrow and Linda, all of us together at the same time, to wish Nicole a happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you, to <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday to oh. Nicole. There you go. Well, oh, we all birthday. love you, <laughs> Except when I step in Odin and Thor's poo. Oh. <laughs> well, we, we got, we got pri private shows going on here. That's Zeus. All right, so <laughs> the question I have now, L.A., when was the first day you met Andrew Anderson, and what was your first thoughts of Andrew oh, Anderson? Oh, boy. Andrew, when did we finally meet? Because we were like phone pals, and you were friend. You met Nicole before you met me. Oh, you went to Nigeria with Kevin. That's when you first met Kevin, right? First met you, and oh, we first started talking. 
you and I first started talking since 2011, but we didn't meet actually till just this September physically meet. Till uh, we went Colorado. to Vegas together. Yeah. And we, we raised hell in Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah. It was all day long together at the merchandise tables, right? Oh, yeah, in the pool. No, in the pool. Getting sunburned. In the pool. pool. Yeah, had a good time, you know? All right, no so what, sunscreen no. for us. All right, so wait a minute. No there's what, there's, there's, I got to understand this. You, you, you knew each other since 2011, but you, we never, met, you never met physically until last year? I've been re- busy writing a book. I don't leave the house. What do you not understand? That's right. That's right. <laughs> She was doing The Shining. That's I'm a recluse. Yeah, I think Kevin broke her legs and made her finish the book. Is that what it was? Wow, he's rough. Yeah, it was, it was like that, that movie with um, with a uh, misery. What was name? Misery? misery. Yeah. Oh man. No. That's, no by the way, you know what? One thing about Kevin is he used to say because I didn't know a lot of shit about the wrestling business, and then I record him, and he'd say, where the fuck you get that? I never told you that. I said, uh-huh, let me replay it. Press or play. then I'd say, how do you not know that shit? Press say, play. Because All right. All right. Well, you. <laughs> L.A., so you finally meet Andrew. Am I assuming you met him at the Cauliflower Alley Club? Yes, I did. <laughs> so here's a question for you, not that you're that not into so much into wrestling. What kind of freaks go to the Cauliflower Alley Here we Club? Go. Uh... <laughs> I, tell Andrew, me from your Andrew, sign my shoe. The, the, the freaks that show up there. You can answer the... that question. Andrew's going to be nice. He's going to be nice. Go ahead. When she's when if she, when I bring saw bringing Linda to the Comic Cons, she has seen nothing. Cauliflower Alley is normal. <laughs> that's true. I've been to those comic book conventions. Yes, that's true. Those you see all the freaks, geeks, midgets, and pretty ladies worse than pro wrestling. Those so are little that, people. That's little people to you, Andrew. What's very important to us is I need to know one thing from you, sir. Which do you like more, sushi or sashimi? Or do you not want to really what? take a choice here and you want to stay <laughs> neutral? What the fuck? Oh, listen, I've been neutral through everything or you beaver guys tail. <laughs> Andrew feels strongly both ways. He likes both sides of the beaver. <laughs> I, I don't understand this. What's going on? What's going on here? Oh, my God. I don't know about me, and you know this. I stay neutral. I, I'm like Switzerland. I stay out of all the bullshit. I keep my reputation clean. I don't I don't anything. I don't do anything. I try to keep everybody happy. That's what I try to keep the peace. I always so, try that. So Andrew, my, real that, Andrew, real fast if uh, we understand your position, but real fast, what's your what's your take on SWE Fury exploding like an ass after reading White Castle? That's that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It exploded and <laughs> else and cause new galaxies because i mean that was that, uh, that had potential man that had oh, real great good lord went man. down faster i, I uh. mean somebody i don't know i don't know there was a lot of chicanery going around there and i i i, I would love to know really what happened myself is it that so, menace I, is it that menace who resides up in canada or is it just wherever he goes no. or now or something else okay just checking uh, that was the stuff when 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 they when they got when Hannibal left, broke off with them. That was the start of it. That was that was the that was the first swirl as it went down the toilet. That was just the first swirl. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Opening Alvo from the battleship that sunk the uh, the ocean liner. You know, so there Understood. was SW. Understood. You know, but right now I, I, I'm not worried about SWE. I'm working for a great company <laughs> and intact world class wrestling revolution. There you go. And uh, 
hostage company and, and me and Kevin were just there. We had a great successful weekend uh, as the Dungeon of Doom with uh, my new partner, Ivan Warsaw. Awesome. And uh, we tore it up with the tag team champions, the OMGs, in uh, a place that we really love and call home. Kevin and I are friends with Tony and Marie, the owners of Southern Junction, and uh, and uh, Eric Embry and Kevin and uh, and uh, Jerry Bostic and James Beard. They're all working great together. It's it's they got a great thing going, and I hope it really flies. And uh, you know, I just think it's a, a wonderful venue. We're gonna have three dates there in uh, WrestleMania weekend, three shows. I think a Friday, Saturday. I think a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday show at Southern Junction in uh, Irving, Texas. So, um, you know, go to go to look at uh, World World Class Wrestling Revolution uh, or World Class Revolution and look at that and uh, check it out. See what dates we're at. Um, I'm going to be, however, in the UK on uh, April, on uh, um, February 16th to the 21st for World Pro Wrestling uh, with a host of other American wrestlers like Hernandez. Two Cold Scorpio, some Japanese wrestlers like Kajiri and a couple of the guys. We're all, so we're going to be tearing it up in the UK. And when I get back, um, I hit, um, I want to say, um, I'm either going to be in the Dog Pound Championship Wrestling on, on the 26th, or I'm going to be at Florida Championship Wrestling from Florida. I still haven't confirmed either way, but Championship Wrestling from Florida is working on the 26th in uh, uh, Waimama um, Convention Center in Waimama, Florida. And uh, I know the Dog Pound is running. Roddy Mack and, and Jazz have a great school and a great company over there, and they're running in uh, San Antonio, Texas. And uh, either company, whichever one I'm working for that night on the 26th, I'm going to be happy to be working for them. And, uh, you know, I just love working and getting out there, and I love treating people with fairness and kindness and love and respect, and that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like to go out and mudsling. Sometimes I, I do have my opinions, and I get pissed off, and people mistreat me and treat me like shit. But I really do do really appreciate the business and the people in it. And uh, I wouldn't be here. And, and, you know, it's all a work saying I'm the star of the movie The Wrestler. But that little that little gimmick that people took out of whack because I said it because as to get cheap heat in the ring, you know, it really did launch me to places, things that I never thought I would be doing. I never thought I'd be on Gotham. I never thought I'd have a Skittles Doritos commercial. I never thought I'd be in Sneaky Pete. I never thought I'd be on FBI's Most Wanted, you know, CSI coming up. And all this stuff coming on that's really great, you know, I mean, Hell, it's it just it opened up brand new world. And Kevin, I Kevin a lot for, for taking me under his wing and teaching me. And one of the things that Kevin has told me from day one is that he's teaching me not only how to 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 be a to to improve myself as a wrestler because you're always learning as a professional wrestler. But he wants to teach me the behind the scenes stuff, the production, the booking, the matchmaking, all the behind the scenes stuff. And so I sit and I learn and I absorb like a sponge. It was like him under Eddie Graham and Vince Senior. He just learned like a sponge, and that's what I'm doing. I'm sponging it up. Well, I, uh, well, I got I to gotta tell the fans out there, Andrew, after that promo, I've read L.A.'s book, and it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a beard. Look at me. I was clean shaven when this started. That's great. That is great. Oh, man. Andrew, you forgot to mention you're, you're awesome, you know, in the dungeon right here on the Monte and the Pharaoh. That's right. With Kevin Sullivan. Hello. But but I didn't want my balls off because I don't have an episode for him because our producer Matty Rock is in Vegas now. I don't have an episode. You know what? Either tomorrow. way, either way, insert cheap plug here. Go. <laughs> Every Saturday at nine p.m. on the Monte Carlo. That's right. That's right. Now known as the Purple Haze, yeah. alongside the Devil himself, the Taskmaster, the yeah. Prince of Darkness, yeah. right next to him, Matty Rock. 
who's producing the show, the cigar aficionado, um, uh, bourbon lovers, and everybody. We're having a little bit of everything. We, we haven't had Linda on. The only reason why we hadn't had Linda on, because we didn't want to make it look like it was blatant nepotism. And, you know? Andrew, <laughs> by the way, Davio says out there, you're a really big guy, and you make a lot of people look small. That's true. Yeah. That is and, true. And then, yeah. and then Phil says out there, Andrew, you've been a little butt tough on the beaver tonight. <laughs> is that the Cesare? That's got to be the Cesare. That's great. Oh, my God. Yeah, what's with being rough so, on the beaver? again, I want the fans to know where can they get this book. Because 802, a lot of people really want to know about the book. For sure. Oh, by the way, hold on. I got breaking news. I don't mean to cut in. Breaking news. Last week we reported that Blaze and Hannibal broke up. Mr. Wonderful just wants to make it clear. Hannibal and Blaze didn't break up clearly. He has a shoot wrestling credentials and lots of experience for a book. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Why is it that I get tired even when I hear comments about him? I'm sleeping now. Find something more interesting, will you? Anyway, where can we find this book? Again, let's repeat it. Thank you. Ringsquare.wordpress.com. All right. This is incredible. On Amazon Books. Go to Amazon Books. Go to Amazon. Most definitely. Amazon Amazon Books Squared. Old school. Yep. Excellent. So, So, LA. One one last. Go ahead. I want want to write a song with Wisteria Hall. (laughs) Wisteria. You want to write a song with me in the book? Really? Um, boy, okay. Out of Ace Frehley, who's a good friend of mine. What happened? I heard Ace Frehley. He was breaking up. Your what about Ace? It's me a lot of Ace. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's Cliff. Cliff is an amazing. Guitarist. I can help you. you guys write a song. We'll call it. We'll call it. Let's eat a beaver sandwich. Today. How did I know? Uh, <laughs> what a what a hit that's. Not I just can't be. get off it. Um, you, L.A. Quick question. On, uh, on March fifth, your husband will be in studio. Will you be coming? Up here with him. Uh, what day is March fifth? That's on a oh, Saturday. Oh, he's coming to New York. The, he's coming to New York. Are you coming with him? Maybe. I was. I think you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's for lunch? I, I, I definitely think you should. Can I have some of that good fucking wine? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It's your whole case. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, does the Pharaoh get a final question on this episode? All right, we're gonna, all right guys. We're going to hit you with something called the Pharaoh's final question. It comes out of his head. It's not scripted. Oh, here we go. Let's see what he's got to say. Here we go. Pharaoh's final question. All right. This one's for L.A. Uh, L.A., how, how, hard, how hard has it been over the years uh, living not just you know, obviously you you you're married to a legend, but how difficult was it adjusting to the fact that wrestlers are always on the road? On the road, oh, that's the easy part. It's when they're home that gets fucking hard. Oh, shit, she's she's really cool, man. She really is. She's all right. Okay, all right. So most of the time, it's like, hey, we'll watch the Cartoon Network, drink some beers, and write this novel. Very good, very good. Okay, that answered oh, that. My God. You got you got one for Andrew. Wait a minute, I got one for Andrew. Go ahead. Hey, Andrew, what is Ace Freely coming on Monty and the Pharaoh? That's what I want to know. Comments on that. What? I think he's playing Switzerland. <laughs> Do you believe this guy? Unbelievable. Andrew, I, I, this Andrew, is rough, bro. I'm not, I'm being 100% serious, and this is this is from the heart, from yeah. both me and Jimmy. Okay. Uh, we are so glad that we met you and oh, we yeah. consider you a very, very close no friend. No and uh, not just a friend, that is a brother. And all joking aside, um, 
we have tons of respect for you as a human being as much as uh, what you've done with your career as a wrestler. Um, so I get it, you know, all joking aside, I don't want you to, t I know how sometimes you take things a little personal, so. He does? No, that's Jimmy Farrow. <laughs> are you, are, are you, are you starting with he me live on the air? Jimmy. And now he's licking a, don't you give me the Gene Simmons tongue! I want Ace Freely! Forget Gene Simmons! And you better not bring the fake Freely guy. Right, I don't want the fake the way, Freely. By the way, uh, Fat Boston Wales empty bank account says, don't forget to donate. To the fat Boston <laughs> ways. Right, so what we've learned okay. here, everybody, a few things. If I could make a quick synopsis. What, I'm sensitive? We already knew that. Well, we knew that. that yeah, some, rev <laughs> it's going some revelation. To, it's going to snow yeah, in the that Northeast. Sucks. That sucks. So we need to go get the book. Yeah. Right? So we could sit in our living rooms and drink some good fucking wine. You're going to read it again? Read you read the it book. during the promo. You're going to read it twice. And then on, on March 5th, L.A. will be here. Yes. With Monty Nefaro in studio. Okay, that works. Which is hey, the best Which yeah. is the best part of this whole thing. Don't you thing. think you want to check with Kevin first? Uh, no. 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 Okay, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I was just trying to be polite, Mr. Sullivan, if you're listening. Uh, he's the devil. What do you want from me? Go on. I'm a, no. I was it Nick Massey. What's that? Nick Massey's Nick the Massey. devil? <laughs> on the show, and asked me to come on with him. You keep, you keep cutting out. You got to say it again. So let's One more say time. One more time. Nick Massey's bringing Kevin on. He didn't ask to bring me on. Oh. I told you that's going to be taken care of. He It'll is be sensitive. Fun. He is a little It'll sensitive. It'll be fun. I'm advertised. <laughs> You'll be fine. Linda We're gonna, we'll have you in here. You'll be here. L.A. will be here. And Kevin <laughs> will be here. Kevin will drink lots of wine and get drunk on the couch. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you never know. You never know. Oh, you never know. Uh, just sounds never like know. our show. Go on. Go All right, on. guys, want to thank you, L.A. Thank yes. you so much for taking the time thank out of your you. busy schedule. Thank you for the, thank you, uh, for the great time. Thank you, Kev uh, Kevin. I keep calling you Kevin now, Andrew. I don't know why. I got Kevin on my mind. Andrew, thank dungeon. you for joining us. And again, oh. thank you for being part of our network, man. You are thank our brother. Thank you, Andrew. God bless you both. Thank you, L.A. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. You got it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Ah, Farrell. That was fun. Another fun interview. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed it. All right, so we just want to quickly remind everybody, uh, on Sunday, starting at 9.30, I think, we have Doink in studio. All right. Doink the Clown will be across on the couch. No and dink. I'm safe. No dink. I'm safe. Just Doink. Okay. And then I believe at 11 o'clock, we've mm -hmm. got one of my top 10 most favorite wrestlers. Absolutely. Barry Windham. Oh, boy. Fantastic. And already scheduled as uh, Chris Hall, Lee has pinned the Wisteria Hall Rednecks yeah. will be singing Rap is Crap. This is going to be um, great. Davio says, <laughs> uh, fun show tonight. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Jason, Davio. fun show. Chris Thank Lee, you, great show. Thanks, uh, again, I, I tell you, L.A., I can't wait to read that book. She's awesome. Very, very entertaining person. She's awesome. And, you know, it's funny. If anyone doesn't know, we were talking to L.A. before the show, and she was like, you know, I'm really shy or whatever else. She's not shy. She's not shy. She's from New York. She's from New York. What are you talking York. about? Some Connecticut. Maybe. And Andrew, Andrew is always entertaining. Maria says, great show. Thank you, Maria. Marty, which drink? What does that mean? Good fucking wine. 802, Barry, can't effing wait. 
We uh, at our old studio we interviewed Barry, which we loved that interview. Yeah, but um, uh, the studio wasn't as high quality as this television studio. Mm-hmm. Studio, so we're really looking forward to kind of revisiting that interview. Absolutely, Not asking the same questions no. or maybe some of them. <laughs> like we do anything, but twice. very excited. Right for right. Barry in studio. Um, unbelievable. And we really hope everybody joins us. Rally, always a great show. I'm Thank you. I'm still trying to absorb that we're going to be jamming rap is crap with Barry. This is fucked up in a very good way. It's a very I good way. I am pretty pumped about this one. All right, well, this has been Thursday night. Again, we thank you all. Um, there is a possibility we're going to go live at 9 a.m. before Doink to mm-hmm. do a recap on the Royal Rumble. Right. So if anyone wants to make a little coffee, yeah, um, join us. Join us. It'll be a yeah. little fun. And again, we just want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, on this special day, I'm going to ask our great producer to send us out. Maddie, you have the honors, kiddo. This has been Monty Nefaro with Mike and Jimmy and Matt. See you next week. Or actually, see you on Sunday.